Blog Talk Radio. Sports with the Statman is on the air. Welcome to Sports with the Statman on blogtalkradio.com. I'm your host, George Sothopoulos, the Statman, on a Sunday morning, the 17th of September, 2017. It is 8 a.m. in the East. We are live on Blog Talk Radio, coming to you from our authentic invitation home studios in northern New Jersey. We're going to be with you for the next 45 minutes, so sit back and enjoy the ticket through the world of sports a good sunday morning out there everybody week two in the national football league getting well it was underway on thursday but the big games uh most of the big games are going to be played today with all four teams uh, actually three of the four teams in action the giants will play on monday night tomorrow uh, at home for their home opener against the detroit lions and we have all the picks for you as uh, week one was, you know, obviously every week has its surprises in the National Football League. And, of course, there, were, um, uh, th- th- there was no scarcity of surprises. A lot of it centered around um, teams that got close but not quite. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm talking about uh, Chicago getting close to Atlanta, uh, Cleveland getting close to Pittsburgh. Um, the Chargers mounting a furious comeback, almost uh, upending uh, Denver. Uh, so those were those were some teams that um, uh, you didn't expect to be close, but they were close. Then you had uh, disappointments. The Patriots were a disappointment. They lost 42-27 on the opening night on Thursday night as the Chiefs ran all over them and uh, uh, the world was introduced, the professional world was introduced to Kareem Hunt of the Chiefs, the rookie. Uh, Also, the Giants, without Odell Beckham, uh, put in a predictably bad performance in Dallas, lost 19-3, and Beckham may not be in the lineup tomorrow. He's going to be a game-time decision. From a fantasy perspective, that's a nightmare because he's your Monday night receiver. Unless you have a guy on the Lions or another guy on the Giants, you could slot in there uh, that you wouldn't otherwise play. Uh, You're going to have to make a judgment call by today, probably the 1 o'clock games, on whether Beckham is going to make it in the lineup tomorrow night. I have him in one of my leagues, and I probably am going to sit him unless I have get some encouraging news between now and 1 o'clock. We'll take a look at the injury list in a little bit for Week 2. Arizona was very um, disappointing, losing to Detroit 35-23. Seattle was disappointing, even though they they, – uh, they their defense held them into the game, and then the Packers uh, got the big score late. But they lost at Lambeau 17-9. to Houston was definitely disappointing. You expected them to come out guns blazing, and they ended up losing to Jacksonville 29-7. to Their offensive line was terrible, allowing 10 sacks to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, and that was not a... Uh, not a good situation. The Colts, predictably, without Andrew Luck, they end up uh, uh, really getting creamed by the Rams, 46-9. Scott Tolzien uh, did not do a good job at, uh, at quarterback. Um, and yet other local teams, well, the, the Jets, predictably lost uh, in Buffalo, uh, 21-12, to but it was closer than some people might, uh, might say. Buffalo still covered, uh, but the Jets were in the game until late. And uh, the Eagles were impressive in their win against Washington, 30-17. to One of the more impressive games of the week um, 
you know, in, in terms of a team that you weren't sure about coming through. Uh, they uh, uh, they were only up 19-17 heading into the fourth quarter, 11 points in the fourth, thanks to a Caleb Sturgis field goal and a Fletcher Cox fumble return. For Sorry for the technical difficulties. We had a uh, minor power outage here, so we are going to continue on with the show. We were talking about the Eagles with their 11 points in the fourth quarter to come back, or not come back, but pull away from Washington in the fourth quarter. 30-17 to 17 was the final score uh, of that game, and, and the Eagles putting up one of the more impressive matchups of Week 1. But anyway, we, we will review Week 1 by the numbers. We'll also look ahead to Week 2 with our injuries, hot pickups, and, of course, the famed game picks. Did not do so well on those last week as my knockout pick. After, after getting through not the knockout pool last year, 17 correct in a row, picking different teams. This year, first one out of the gate, Houston. That was a, that was a loss, and that was a big loss uh, against Jacksonville. I could have picked Buffalo. I could basically pick every Jet opponent, which is what I think I'm going to do from here on out, um, at least to start the season. The Raiders are 13.5-point favorites at home against the Jets. I'm going to take the Raiders with the knockout pick, but 0 for 1, so I don't know if you want to listen to me. Uh, on the other, uh, in terms of the other pools, uh, in terms of the uh, straight pick Nine and seven against the spread. Six and ten, not very good on either side. You go for two thirds in the straight pool and the uh, and fifty percent uh, against the spread. The, the, that's the benchmarks. That's what you're looking for. And also week twenty four heading into week twenty five. Next week will be the penultimate week of the fantasy baseball season. And if you are uh, in the fantasy playoffs, still alive as, as I am, boy, I'm coming down to the wire here. This is the last day of a 14-day uh, playoff round, and I think I'm losing by about 20. Uh, so this is going to be a real tough one, uh, playing, the, uh, uh, play, playing one of the charter members in our league. So we've, we've been at it for uh, – um, uh, this is year 18 of the league, uh, trying to get past this team into the into the finals. So uh, my San Diego Stats taking on the Dearborn Mustangs for the uh, right to face uh, the uh, the other semifinal winner, which is between uh, actually uh, have the don't have the information in front of me. However. I believe it's uh, uh, Cleveland and Long Island in the other one. I, I will uh, I will get verification on that. But that is going to be the uh, uh, the big final. Yeah, Cleveland and Long Island. Uh, so that will be uh, that will be a close one. As uh, in that matchup, just uh, looking at the uh, uh, looking at the numbers, it is also extremely close, within 20 points. Uh, anything can happen right now. So Cleveland is leading by a very small amount. And, uh, uh, in fact, I think it's four points. Four points separate Cleveland and Long Island heading into the final day. Cleveland leads by four, and uh, I am down by 16. That is the, that is the official number. So uh, a very, very close uh, situation there uh, in, the, in the final or in the semifinals of, uh, of the Fantasy League. So... Uh, our house league, that is our house league, which is the first third league. Uh, let, let me know if you're if you're still in the playoffs where you are. 
Uh, let me know what the situation is uh, and whether you guys are in it and how long you've uh, been been uh, doing your league, how, how long you've been in your league. Um, I, I think the more uh, more time goes by, I think people kind of settle into those those leagues that um, they, they've been in for years. It, it helps, uh, um, you know, it helps keep people in touch with each other first and foremost. Especially if you're if you're uh, if you're far away, some people change location, they change jobs, but you know sometimes the league ends up um, kind of holding people together, which is uh, which is always a good thing. Anyway, uh, in our fantasy focus this week, we're going to take a look at some of these uh, committees, some of these running back by committees, and take a look at their their touches in week one, how many snaps they played as well, if we can if we can get that far, and also. Um, we will uh, we will look to if we don't get to it, and of course, you know, we have so much to get to with football and baseball. We won't have uh, you know we, we won't have time to get to everything uh, in 45 minutes. So we will look to put a blog post up uh, with our fantasy primer on StatmansportsOnline.com. By the way, programming note: this is episode number 749. Uh, so the next one will be a big one: 750 silver anniversary times 10. And uh, or is this a diamond? I think it's a diamond anniversary. I, I don't even know what seventy fifth, seven fiftieth is off the charts. Uh, but we've been doing this since uh, two thousand nine, so it's been eight and a half years. We are covering our ninth football season, uh, fantasy football season as well. Uh, so uh, we hope you enjoy it and come back uh, early and often. You can always catch some of the old episodes as well as listen live on our Blog Talk Radio page. Go to blogtalkradio.com slash the-statman. That's T-H-E-statman. Uh, you can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher, the smart radio app. You can find out more at stitcher.com or download the free app from the Apple App Store or from Google Play. And as I mentioned, we're on uh, statmansportsonline.com. Join us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash sportswiththestatman. And ask your questions there or on Twitter, Fantasy Questions Pro Opinions. Uh, you can do that. Uh, my Twitter handle, uh, gstatman. That's G's and George, S-T-A-T-M-A-N. Okay, now on to fantasy football, the best of week one. And Alex Smith was the uh, winning quarterback in the first game of the season. He had the best offensive week and best week period in terms of fantasy uh, football 42 fantasy points 28 out of 35 368 yards with four touchdowns and no interceptions uh that was fantastic especially when you look at tom brady who only had 10 fantasy points in that same game he had zero touchdowns he did have zero interceptions but still alex smith uh, got it done had a couple of uh, long ones too a 75 yarder to the aforementioned kareem hunt um, in terms of overall quarterback play for the week, there were a total of six 300-yard passers, um, and that was uh, led by uh, Alex Smith with his 368. Sam Bradford had 346 for Minnesota in their victory against the Saints. In fact, all six of the quarterbacks who threw for 300 yards won their games. Um, and I'm talking about, uh, in order, uh, Alex Smith had 368, Sam Bradford had 346, uh, 321 for Matt Ryan of Atlanta against Chicago, 311 for Aaron Rodgers in their victory against Seattle, 307 for Carson Wentz, and uh, he was uh, 
Uh, he had two touchdowns. He did have an interception. Rodgers, with his one interception, breaking a long streak, I believe. Uh, I don't think he's ever had no touchdowns and one interception at halftime in a home game uh, in his career. Uh, but he did against Seattle, did pull it out in the second half, though. But Rodgers and Wentz each had one interception, the only interceptions thrown by this entire group of six guys. Smith had four touchdowns, no interceptions. Sam Bradford, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Ryan, one touchdown, no interceptions. And Jared Goff had 306 passing yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. So uh, all six of those uh, quarterbacks won their games uh, last week. And in terms of uh, uh, you know uh, quarterbacks who had three more, at least three more touchdowns than interceptions, Alex Smith, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Matthew Stafford had four touchdowns, but he did throw an interception. Sam Bradford, three touchdowns and a clean sheet, no interceptions. And Phillip Rivers had three touchdowns and one interception for the Chargers in their game uh, against Denver that they almost pulled out at the end with a furious comeback. Uh, in terms of uh, the the uh, all-important yards per attempt, there were uh, some good ones there. Um, Sam Bradford, 10.81. That leads the way. Matt Ryan at 10.7. Jared Goff, 10.55. Alex Smith, 10.51. Those are your best uh, in terms of quarterbacks um, by the numbers. Beyond Alex Smith, the top fantasy uh, quarterbacks were Sam, uh, were Sam Bradford at number two. 29 fantasy points. Uh, Trevor Simeon uh, had 21 fantasy points. Uh, he was uh, third among quarterbacks in what was uh, a, a pretty uh, weak uh, group for the um, uh, for, for for the week. Actually, I'm looking I'm looking at uh, a modified list here. Alex Smith is number one. Uh, Trevor uh, Trevor Simeon is further down on the list. He is uh, he is seventh on the list. Uh, Sam Bradford is second. Matthew Stafford is the guy that I was slot at number two. So Alex Smith at 42 fantasy points. Matthew Stafford, we mentioned four touchdowns, one interception, almost threw for 300 yards, threw for 292, and that was in a victory against Arizona. Patrick Peterson and the Arizona Cardinals, 34 fantasy points for Stafford. Uh, Sam Bradford was third, very efficient, 27 out of 32 for 346, three touchdowns, no interceptions. That's why he had such a high yards per attempt. He he only had five incompletions all game. Uh, he had 29 points. Carson Wentz was fourth at 25 points. Philip Rivers and Matt Ryan tied for fifth at 26 points. We give the edge to Rivers because of the uh, more touchdowns in touchdown leagues. Rivers is going to uh, be more valuable than Matt Ryan in terms of his week one numbers. And Trevor Simeon, we did mention him, 21 points. He was seventh, one point ahead of Aaron Rodgers, uh, Marcus Mariota, Derek Carr, so Semyon did a pretty good job in, in the uh, the first uh, in, in week one, Broncos' first win of the year, uh, 17 for 28, 219 for Semyon. So uh, that is how the, the quarterbacks were. Let's take a look at running backs. Our top running back, Kareem Hunt, he was the top fantasy um, fantasy player uh, among among all uh, league players uh, with 49 fantasy points. He was even better than Alex Smith. I was mentioning Alex Smith as the top uh, player in fantasy football. Uh, well, he engineered the win, but Kareem Hunt was fantastic. 17 rushes for 148 yards and one touchdown. Added five receptions for 98 more yards and two more touchdowns. He did lose a fumble on his first carry, but he had three total touchdowns and 246 total yards 
including a 75-yard uh, pass play for a touchdown. So 49 uh, fantasy points for uh, Kareem Hunt. What a week uh, for the rookie. And what a turnaround after that first after that first uh, rush. Um, there were five 100-yard rushers. Kareem Hunt led the way with 148, 127 for another rookie, Dalvin Cook of the Minnesota Vikings on uh, Monday night. Uh, he eviscerated the Saints' defense, 127 yards rushing. 110 for LaShawn McCoy uh, for Buffalo against the Jets. That was also in a victory. 104 for Ezekiel Elliott of Dallas in their win. Weren't sure if he was going to play. Remember, he had a six-game suspension that was uh, pushed out to begin week two and then uh, through an injunction. He is indefinitely back in the lineup. So that six-game suspension will be fought in, in apparently in court, um, if, if not through arbitration. So who knows when that suspension is going to happen, if it's ever going to happen. And finally, Leonard Fournette for Jacksonville, another rookie, uh, the uh, third rookie on this list, 100 yards rushing in his debut. That's three rookie debuts of 100, uh, 100 or more um, rushing yards. Now, Kareem Hunt did have one rushing touchdown as a four-yarder. He had two receiving touchdowns, a three-yarder and a 78-yarder. I said 75, it was 78. So the long touchdown there, uh, really set him apart and gave him the lead over his teammate, the guy who threw him the pass, Alex Smith. Um, so in in all five of those cases, once again, victories for uh, for those players. So you usually don't get that with 300-yard passers, but you usually do get that with 100-yard uh, runners. Uh, rushing TDs, Mike Gillisley had three of them. That led all running backs, the only multiple touchdown, rushing touchdown day, uh, in the NFL in week one was in a losing cause uh, for the New England Patriots yardage for Mike Gillisley and uh, uh, and his uh, his numbers uh, uh, for the uh, for the week um, he finished well down the list he only had 16 fantasy points because he had 45 yards those three touchdowns however uh, totaled uh, they were four points apiece they were short yardage touchdowns and it seems that Gillisley, uh, not to skip ahead to the fantasy focus, but it looks like Gillisley is going to be the short yardage touchdown goal line type of back for the Patriots, and that's how he's uh, being used. Um, regarding uh, the top running backs, uh, Hunt at 49 points, Leonard Fournette at 21 points. He had that even 100 uh, with a touchdown, and in our league, in the house league, in our scoring we give an extra five points per 100 yards uh, rushing. So Fournette just got there and got the extra five, 24 uh, receiving yards as well. LaShawn McCoy had 20 fantasy points, 22 rushes for 110, five catches for 49. Dalvin Cook and Tariq Cohen and Ezekiel Elliott all tied for fourth place. Let's talk about the two rookies. Uh, Dalvin Cook, 22 rushes for 127. Added three catches for 10 yards, and he was definitely the feature back, no doubt about it. Latavius Murray was the backup. And um, 25 touches, 51 of 65 offensive snaps. Uh, so he definitely got uh, uh, the workload, 5'10", 210 pounds. Meanwhile, um, Latavius Murray uh, did not have uh, such a such a solid day. Um Really, nothing, uh, nothing to, uh, nothing to show for it, uh, for his, uh, for his week. 
Um, so it, it was all about Dalvin Cook. Tariq Cohen, on the other hand, um, he is a little guy, 5'6", 181, and you could see him being used as kind of a, uh, you know, a, a Swiss Army knife, uh, almost like a Darren Sproles. Uh, so uh, he was uh, looking, he was uh, uh, lined up in the backfield, he was lined up at the slot, he was lined out as a regular wide receiver, he even lined up behind center, and he returned punts. And he had five rushes for 66 yards, added eight catches for 47 yards, and a touchdown. And uh, through all that, he had 18 fantasy points tied for fourth. And Ezekiel Elliott, he did reach the century mark, 24 rushes, 104 yards, added five catches for 36 yards. That's 140 all-purpose. And he had a, uh, a solid week one and helped his fantasy owners, who some of them, he might have fallen in a couple of drafts, maybe a couple of spots, but uh, but essentially he was part of that three-headed monster. And the and, and the and funny, out of that three-headed running monster between David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, and Le'Veon Bell, Bell had some knee issues in the offseason. Elliott had the off-the-field stuff, and he uh, had a suspension looming. David Johnson was the one guy who was healthy and had a head of steam. He gets hurt. He gets put on IR. He's out for eight weeks. Uh, that's just how it goes sometimes, especially when it comes to fantasy football injuries. Uh, now let's take a look at 100-yard uh, at uh, receivers, and there weren't a ton of them. There were only six, only six of them uh, out, of, out of the group. And out of those six, only one of them was in a loss, and that was Danny Amendola of the Patriots. Uh, who uh, who had uh, 100 receiving yards on six receptions in a loss. The best receiver in the league was Tyreek Hill of Kansas City. Uh, he caught seven balls and eight targets for 133 yards and a touchdown. He had the long 75-yarder. Uh, that uh, So there were two long pass plays by Alex Smith, uh, two Kansas City uh, uh, receivers, one, well, one to a running back, one to Hunt, and one to wide receiver, one to Hill. And that stunned the uh, the Patriots' defense. But Hill had 23 fantasy points, one better than Kenny Galladay, another impact rookie in Week 1. He had four catches for 69 yards, but two of those went for touchdowns. Uh, he played uh, extremely well in his in his first uh, action. Six foot four, 213 pounds for Kenny Galladay. He was the number two wide receiver. Stephon Diggs of Minnesota. Talk about a post-hype guy. He was a guy when he came on the scene, everybody was expecting big things from. Kind of settled in, and you know, you figured out Sam Bradford's the quarterback, but Sam Bradford played beautifully, and Stephon Diggs caught two, two uh, balls for scores, five other ones, 93 yards total in the seven receptions on eight targets. He had 19 points. Antonio Brown, the number one wide receiver coming into the season, 18 fantasy points, tied for fourth with Nelson Aguilar of the Philadelphia Eagles, who struggled, who has struggled in his professional career. Uh, Brown had uh, volume over uh, quantity over quality, 11 catches on 11 targets for 182 yards, but no score. Uh, and Nelson Aguilar, six catches for 86 and a touchdown, 18 points for them. Uh, sixth place tie between Jordy Nelson, Jeremy Macklin, the new Baltimore Ravens top receiver, uh, with Russell Shepard of, uh, of uh, Carolina, Adam Thielen of Minnesota, all at 15 fantasy points, so a four-way tie for sixth place there. As we mentioned, the 100-yard receivers, Browns 182 led the way, 157 for Adam Thielen on nine catches. Uh, he uh, did not have a touchdown either. 133 for Tyreek Hill, 128 for Austin Hooper, the tight end, who had two catches for 128. 
that was a, a huge one. And, you know, he, he had uh, he had a long one uh, for a touchdown that uh, helped boost his total 23 fantasy points for tight ends. We'll get to tight ends in a sec. 107 point, uh, 107 yards for Golden Tate on 10 catches, um, and 100 yards for Danny Amendola. Neither one of them had a touchdown, but once again, Amendola, the only 100-yard receiver in a loss. The other five had uh, victories. Multiple receiving touchdowns. There were a couple of them. Uh, We mentioned Kareem Hunt. We mentioned Stephon Diggs and Kenny Galladay. Add to that Benny Fowler of Denver, uh, who who had two touchdowns, and Jesse James of Pittsburgh with two touchdowns. For uh, Benny Fowler, only three catches for 21 yards. Uh, He had two short scores. Jesse James uh, had two short scores as well, six catches in all for 41 yards. That is the uh, 100-yard receivers, uh, including uh, a tight end and a running back. Actually, uh, running back had two receiving touchdowns, but uh, uh, we're we're looking at anyone who received the ball. Among tight ends from a fantasy perspective, Austin Hooper had 23 fantasy points, his two catches for 128. Jesse James, 15 points, six catches for 41 and two scores. Jason Witten had 14 fantasy points, seven catches for 59 and a touchdown. He became the all-time leading receiver in Dallas Cowboys history, that is no small thing. As uh, as uh, Jason Witten took over the record formerly held by Michael Irvin, uh, Zach Ertz at number four, 13 fantasy points, eight catches and eight targets for 93 yards, and uh, tied for fifth, Charles Clay and Kobe Fleener. Clay of Buffalo, four catches for 53 and a touchdown. Kobe Fleener, five for 54 and a score in a loss uh, to Minnesota on Monday night, the first Monday night game out of the two. Uh, so that is uh, that is how things look uh, there. And if you're looking for who gets who gets the long, who gets the vertical passes, uh, there were uh, four 20-yard receptions by Adam Thielen, uh, three for Danny Amendola, uh, and in terms of 40-yard receptions, there were two by Austin Hooper uh, and one each by Adam Thielen and Antonio Brown. Uh, so none of those from Thielen or Brown ended up resulting in a touchdown. However. Uh, that is the uh, uh, that is the skinny on receiving uh, kickers. Let's take a look at kickers. The top kicker here's uh, a guy that probably went undrafted in just about every league uh, because Sebastian Janikowski was put on IR late. But Oakland kicker Giorgio Tavecchio had four field goals, including a long of 52, two extra points. He had 22 fantasy points. And number two, Greg Zerline of the Rams, 46 points for the Rams uh, on the field goals, including a 50-yarder, and five extra points, 20 fantasy points for Greg Zerline. And number three, Dan Bailey hit on all four of his field goals, including a 48-yarder and one extra point. He had 18 points. Caleb Sturgis, 16 points for him for the Eagles, and it looks like that's going to be it for him for a while as he was placed on IR uh, with a quad issue. 16 fantasy points for Sturgis, 15 points for Will Lutz, four for four and field goals. All five of these guys hit every single one of their field goal attempts and the only miss on anything was an extra point by Sturgis, uh, as uh, he is uh, out with a hip flexor. Uh, that is the official item, but uh, he has a timetable of four weeks. Um, but he was put on IR because they usually only carry one kicker. And uh, Jake Elliott will be the guy. Uh, he's uh, lately of the Bengals, and that, not even part of the main roster, but the practice squad. So he will uh, he will play for Sturgis. They may bring him back. They may not. I think it depends on how well Bennett does, and also um, uh, and also how well uh, you know if if anyone else uh, 
has to, uh, I said Bennett, I meant Elliot, um, if anyone else goes on IR, because you can only bring one guy back, I believe that's still the rule. So if there's a, 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 a big-time you know, skill player or something like that who gets hurt for a few weeks, uh, instead of putting him on a season-ending IR, uh, you can put him on IR and bring him back. So in that case, you probably would disable Sturgis for the rest of the year. It's a tough break for the, uh, for the Eagles. Uh, but uh, Jake Elliott is going to be the kicker for the Eagles this week. And defense special teams. The Jags were number one. They had 37 fantasy points, 10 sacks, uh, an interception, three fumble recoveries. They had a return for a touchdown. They only allowed seven uh, points on the board to the Texans. They had 37 fantasy points. The Rams were number two at 30 points. They had two interceptions, a safety, four sacks, a fumble recovery, two returns for a touchdown. They allowed nine points to the uh, Colts. 26 fantasy points for the Baltimore Ravens in their shutout of the Cincinnati Bengals, five sacks of Andy Dalton, intercepted him four times, a fumble recovery as well on the day. The Lions were number four at 19 fantasy points, Eagles fifth at 18. And uh, that, is how, that is how things went. Um, return touchdowns for, for both the Lions and the Eagles. So that is the weekly best from week number one. By the way, the live feed about to cut out. We have so much to get to. We won't get to all of it. In the next 15 minutes, uh, we're into the 15-minute podcast-only version. Uh, our next episode will be sometime over the next uh, week uh, or so um, due to uh, uh, a change, a, a major life change that's going to be happening. So the show will change, and we'll be able to uh, spend uh, little, little bits of time, not 45 minutes, all in one shot. So we're going to try and tape segments and do it that way. That way we can actually... Uh, uh, carve it out and, and probably make it uh, make it a little cleaner uh, rather than having one long conversation without a commercial break for 45 minutes, which is what I've been doing for eight and a half years. Um, but starting with the next episode, number 750, we're going to be doing it in a slightly different way. We will upload the audio instead of having a live show. We don't have call-ins anyway, so it's no big deal. But you can listen to it, and, and of course, you'll be prompted on, uh, uh, on Facebook, on Twitter when new episodes are available. And you can listen uh, and uh, hopefully get your fantasy football fix uh, right here on Sports with the Statman. We look back on week one. Uh, one thing that I did want to do is look at, um, at touches and, and how, many, uh, how many of those uh, we have. So uh, looking at uh, rushing attempts, Leonard Fournette at 26. Now, I don't think that was probably the idea. Um, you know, going into the season because T.J. Yeldon was hurt, Fournette kind of got a little more, you know, a few more reps. But 26 runs, three receptions, 29 touches overall. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, four attempts. You know, people who drafted Alfred Morris or uh, Darren McFadden were really disappointed <laughs> because uh, Elliott, of course, when he's in there, he's the number one guy. LaShawn McCoy, you know, the word was that they were going to give him the ball as much as possible. And they certainly did that. 22 rushes, five receptions. Uh, here's a timeshare that was interesting. Dalvin Cook, 22 touches, uh, and um, that uh, that is compared to Latavius Murray, who had two, two rushes for six yards. Uh, that is the difference um, right now, where Dalvin Cook had 22 touches and three receptions. Latavius Murray only two rushes. Uh, in Baltimore. Javorius Allen had 21 rushes for 71 yards. Um, so that, that was uh, something you did not expect to see because of um, you, you figured Terrence West was going to be um, 
the main man, and Danny Woodhead. Well, Danny Woodhead was placed on IR with a hamstring injury. Uh, he had four touches, one rush, three receptions. Um, and uh, Terrence West did have 19 uh, rushes, but Javorius Allen had even more than West. And we were talking about West and Woodhead. We weren't even talking about Javorius Allen. Uh, Allen. So between the two of them, they had 40 touches. Or 40, yeah, uh, 40 touches. But uh, Allen had 21 and West had 19. Now with Woodhead out, this could be a pretty even timeshare uh, going forward because we know Kenneth Dixon is also on IR. Uh, so Baltimore is going to their, um, uh, you know, a two-pronged running attack between West and Allen. Uh, that's interesting. How about the Denver timeshare uh, with uh, C.J. Anderson and um, Jamal Charles? Well, Charles had 10 rushes for 40 yards, um, but the top guy was C.J. Anderson, as expected. 20 rushes for 81 yards, also had a catch for 7 yards. So C.J. Anderson getting about two touches there, Denver uh, running backs. How about Green Bay? Ty Montgomery, who um, was a wide receiver turned running back, he had 19 rushes, only 54 yards, though. That's 2.8 a carry. That is not good. The rookie, Jamal Williams, only two rushes for nine yards. Uh, so that is, um, um, that is really not, uh, not what you expected. But, you know, that, that was a weird game because the defense was really holding up on both sides, and then they, they tried to open it up, and they were able to open up the, uh, uh, the game in, um, in, in basically throwing the ball. But Ty Montgomery... Uh, had 19 uh, rushes. Um, so let's uh, let's take a look. How about how about Carolina? That's always a that's always a bit of a mystery. You had Christian McCaffrey, who's the rookie, and Jonathan Stewart, who's been there. Well, Stewart kind of took the took the lead a little bit. 18 rushes for 65 yards. He had two catches for 17. Christian McCaffrey had 13 rushes for 47. So they both had exactly the same yards per carry. 3.6, uh, not good. Uh, however, McCaffrey was a little more active out of the backfield in catching passes. Five catches for 38 yards compared to two for 17 for Stewart. So you could look at this as more of a, you know, in a classic uh, running down or running situation, Stewart's probably the guy, or may- maybe maybe it's 60-40, Stewart. Uh, maybe it varies by series. Maybe they go with the hot hand. When it comes to receiving the ball, McCaffrey and passing downs might be more uh, useful to Carolina. That might be how they uh, how they figure that all out. Uh, and finally, let's take a look at Oakland uh, because you were wondering how much play um, uh, Marshawn Lynch would get. Well, he got a lot, and he uh, did pretty well. 18 rushes for 76 yards, also had a catch for 16. So 19 touches overall. Jalen Richard, five rushes and one catch. Uh, and DeAndre Washington, three rushes and two catches. So this was clearly a... Um, uh, a Marshawn Lynch running game in Oakland. We'll see how long that lasts. He may have fresh legs because he didn't play last year, um, but that is the situation uh, there. And we'll keep we'll keep a look and uh, at our uh, overall touches and, and if we can get into snaps, how many snaps were played uh, by each of the guys. Can't really tell you. Can't really dig deeper into certain situations, whether passing situations or third down situations or whatever. Um, but it, you know, if, if a running back's taking 80% of the snaps, he's the main guy. If he's taking 50% of the snaps, then it's a timeshare, or even 60, it's probably a timeshare. So that's probably what you're, you know, what you're really looking for. Let's take a look at injuries uh, real quick around the league. Quarterbacks. 
At this point, Andrew Luck's still out with a labrum uh, issue. He did not practice, so he is week to week. They're hoping that he's going to come back in uh, week three. They really need him. Jacoby Brissett is going to start now, uh, the former Patriots backup, because Scott Tolzien was uh, terrible in uh, in week one in their 46-9 loss in L.A. against the Rams. Uh, also, uh, any any other uh, major items? We know about Ryan Tannehill. He uh, was hurt in training camp, so Jay Cutler is a quarterback in Miami. Sam Bradford is questionable, limited practice. He's questionable for that game, and he was a big reason why the Vikings played so well. Uh, he is expected to play, however, today. Running backs. Let's take a look at the... Uh, uh, at, at, uh, at running backs on IR this week. David Johnson with a wrist injury, looking like he will be out eight weeks. So he should be back. Well, they're hoping that he can come back in December. Will Arizona matter at that point? Who knows? Danny Woodhead, hamstring issue there. Um, he is supposed to uh, be back in weeks, so he uh, may return uh, yet this season. Spencer Ware, we, we know about that in camp, PCL injury, posterior cruciate ligament, a knee issue. Uh, he is out for the year, and Kareem Hunt did pretty well in his stead in week number one. Uh, also, uh, out for this week, Devontae Booker, limited practice for Denver wrist injury. He will not play against Dallas in a big game. C.J. Anderson and Jamal Charles will be the uh, running back tandem, but C.J. Anderson getting the upper hand in week number one. Uh, also, uh, questionable for today, Jordan Howard, shoulder, limited practice, questionable for the game against Tampa. Now, Tariq Cohen might take a bigger role. Uh, he was so impressive uh, last week, uh, but he was. Um, but uh, Jordan Howard is supposed to be a, uh, um, a a big part of Chicago's offense and anything they try and do uh, this week. Apparently, he is supposed to play. He's not, uh, according to uh, Coach uh, uh, Coach Fox, John Fox. He will not uh, miss the game, but not sure, not sure how he will be used, even if he does play, uh, because of Tariq Cohen's success in Week One, especially catching the ball out of the backfield. So uh, Howard uh, may not be as valuable, even if he is in the lineup. Uh, and finally, in terms of suspensions, Doug Martin continues his suspension, really serves his first game of the suspension because of the bye week last week. So Jacquez Rogers is going to be the guy to watch for Tampa, as well as Charles Sims. But I think Rogers had a really good, uh, uh, good few games last year uh, when he had a chance to show uh, what he had. Uh, let's take a look at wide receivers. Allen Robinson, ACL injury, and he is done for Jacksonville. ACL surgery, he'll be, uh, he'll be out for the year. Um, so that is really a shame. So uh, in terms of Jacksonville receivers, Alan Hearns might take a, a step up. The other Alan uh, might take a bit of a step up there. Uh, but Alan Robinson was uh, drafted as one of the top 20 uh, wide receivers in, uh, in fantasy football heading into the year. Also, Kevin White for Chicago. Boy, the man can't catch a break. Shoulder injury, fractured scapula, um, and uh, – you know that may come back. He's on IR. He may come back later in the season. Um, but still, here's a guy who has been in the league three years, and he has really not done very much. Um, and here's a perfect chance for him to jump in there with Cameron Meredith out for the year. Uh, and first game back, our first game of the season, he gets put on IR. That's just uh, it's just a shame. Um, we know about uh, Meredith on IR and, and Edelman as well. 
Let's take a look at guys who are out for this week. John Brown for Arizona, quad issue, did not practice, will not play, already ruled out for the game against the Colts. Um, He had four catches for 32 yards last week on nine targets. So uh, a guy like J.J. Nelson will have a little more more oomph in his week two game. Also, uh, Jerron Brown, perhaps, uh, who is the fourth receiver for Arizona. They will go up against the Colts defense that uh, in week one was uh, 25th best against uh, opposing wide receivers, fantasy wide receivers. So um, it could be a good chance to get something there. Danny Amendola for the Colts out with a concussion. Or I'm sorry, for the Colts, for the uh, Patriots. Out with a concussion. He will not play in New Orleans. Um, and that was after a 100-yard effort. Uh, now, he, he does get banged up quite a bit. And the slot receiver, he was the guy taking over for Julian Edelman. So uh, kind of a tough spot for Amendola and for the Patriots to fill that, uh, to fill that need. Mike Williams for the uh, Chargers, out with a back injury, limited practice, but he has been ruled out for the game against Miami. Uh, he did um, uh, he did practice, uh, so he is he is trying to come back. Um, they weren't sure if he was going to make an appearance at all this season, so um, he is week to week at this point. Still owned in 14% of CBSSports.com leagues. Questionable Jarvis Landry for Miami with a uh, with a knee. Odell Beckham still questionable. Limited practice for him. Uh, that game is Monday night against Detroit. He will be a game time decision. The dreaded game time decision. Um, not sure how that will go. Um, probably best to keep him out if you want him to play more games this season. Um, but that is um, that is a situation also questionable. Josh Dotson of the Washington Redskins, uh, he is uh, questionable with a hamstring limited practice for him as he will try and get into the lineup after uh, really not making a dent last week. He was active, but he didn't do anything. Uh, he, he will probably be the number four receiver behind Ryan Grant, who will bump up to number three for Washington. And on the suspension list uh, is Willie Sneed, who is uh, serving the second of his three-game suspension uh, for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, tight end injuries. Let's take a look quickly here and see if we, uh, we find any. Uh, C.J. Fedorowicz, a concussion. He is put on injured reserve um, and questionable for this week. Vance McDonald for Pittsburgh with a back issue. He did not practice. Jermaine Gresham for Arizona also did not practice and also questionable for the Cardinals game against the Colts. Uh, And Austin Safarian Jenkins uh, is serving the last of his two-game suspension this week. We talked about kickers. We talked about Caleb Sturgis being put on IR. Sebastian Janikowski put on IR last week. Um, so that is uh, that is where we are in our full and complete injury list. Hot pickups. Let's take a look at that, and then we're going to have to uh, sign off because we are running short on time. We will have our game picks up on the website, uh, and um, we're going to pick uh, all the games. We'll tell you about them very quickly. First, for um, uh, for quarterbacks, if you're looking to uh, to take a quarterback, Alex Smith is available in medium-sized leagues, Sam Bradford in shallow leagues. Jared Goff and Trevor Simeon in deeper leagues. And if you're really hard up, Jacoby Brissett uh, this week for the Colts, he will start for Indianapolis. Running backs, uh, to take David Johnson's place in Arizona, Kerwin Williams is the hottest ticket. He's available in deep leagues. Javorius Allen has 21 rushes, came out of nowhere, also available in deep leagues. Tariq Cohen in medium-sized leagues, his his uh, ownership went up from 28% to 96%, in part because of his impressive one, but also in part because Jordan Howard is questionable. Chris Carson for Seattle uh, acquitted himself well in Green Bay, 
and uh, might be the uh, the guy in the uh, four-headed monster for Seattle to own right now between an injured Thomas Rawls, an ineffective Eddie Lacy, a C.J. Procise. You're not quite sure what you're getting from him, but Chris Carson getting some love and available in deep leagues. Uh, also for Arizona, besides Kerwin Williams, Andre Ellington and Chris Johnson also had their uh, ownerships bumped up quite a bit, but they're available in only the deepest of leagues. In shallow leagues, Jacquez Rogers. Of course, uh, playing in there for a suspended Doug Martin. For wide receivers, Alan Hearns available in deep leagues and trying to uh, be the main man to step up for Alan Robinson in Jacksonville. Kenny Galladay, a, a two-touchdown effort in his rookie, his first game available in medium-sized leagues. Nelson Aguilar in deep leagues. 